Well, hello and welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for joining us wherever you are around Australia or around the world. We really do appreciate the time that you take out of your day, your week, your month to listen to a couple of golf tragics chinwag about golf. So uh, we keep turning up and doing it. The great man Scott Carter is about to join us and we've got a very special guest all the way from Thailand. I know you're eager to find out who is joining us from Vietnam, actually. We'll bring him in in a minute as well. But uh, sit back, relax and enjoy this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Carter, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for choosing uh, to join us uh, once again. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Thank you, mate. I didn't know it was a choice. I thought it was in my contract. But uh, that, uh, that, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn up. I, part of my contract, I'm here. But no, good to be here, Roscoe. Good uh, to that, be here. That lucrative contract, that lucrative <laughs> zero. zero. Uh, I think in the UK they call it a zero zero hours or a zero dollar contract or something like that. You're probably on the, the worst version of that. But, uh, I think so. You're on the same as me, mate. You're, we're on the same weekend well, together. We're in this for the love of golf. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, how's your week of golf? Is everything uh, everything okay? Trick along. You've probably been out in course two or three times, uh, mate. And I have not actually um, this week. Have not been out since last Tuesday night when we recorded. So um, yeah, back out there tomorrow at seven forty a.m. at Royal Spring Valley. So looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be a cracking day here tomorrow in Melbourne. So uh, the club's in the in the middle of club champs. So the course is looking spectacular, and I can't wait to get out there. Club champs, are you a factor? You're factoring in, uh, do we need to get, um, you know, sports bet or Matthew Limbet on and uh, get some odds? No, 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 not a factor. Um, I, I actually got to go to a wedding this uh, this weekend in Adelaide, so I couldn't play the round two. So um, so I thought, well, I won't bother everyone in round one. Um, so, yeah, couldn't couldn't compete, mate. Okay. Well, uh, I play golf today, but we can talk about that later. It was a massive week in Good. golf uh, on a number of fronts last week. You know, we had the uh, Australian PGA Tour. We can talk about that. Of course, we had the uh, wrap-up of the DP World Tour Championships. We'll t- talk about that. But there was another special event on at the DP World Tour Championships, and that was the G4D DP World Championships. We're very lucky to be joined by a huge friend of the podcast and a huge friend of mine. He's a great man, Mike Brown, the winner of the G4D title at Dubai. Mike Brown, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are things? Mate, things are fa- fantastic for us, but I imagine for you they're they're re- really, really good. Um, how are they after, you know, that uh, great win in Dubai on uh, well, on Saturday and uh, we saw you on TV extensively on Sunday? How, how, how was it, mate? Yeah, it was unreal. Um, still hasn't really sunk in yet, to be honest. What, like the whole whirlwind since since sinking that last part, it was pretty much just crazy until I left on Sunday evening. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty emotional, pretty special and... Yeah, one weekend I'll remember for the rest of my life. It was uh, certainly appeared like uh, full rock star treatment for you, and deserve yep. and deservingly so. You know, I was sitting here working, and I was getting updates from uh, one of your uh, key supporters, friends, confidants, and you know, someone who's a big part of your life, and also a big part of your sponsor program, uh, Paul from Bushnell. He was. Uh, 
keeping me updated with what's going on. He was sending me the pictures that another one of our friends of the podcast, Darren Bragg, was sending in. Uh, it, it was like a live feed that I was getting uh, right here at the desk as I was working, and uh, it was fantastic, mate. Um, the lead up to to that event, you know, what was what was your preparation like coming into to Dubai? I have had a good season. Don't get me wrong, but um, I've not had the best of seasons mentally. I've, I've been mentally struggling for a long time, but. Um, we made a few changes. Obviously, you can see the hat this time. We're uh, we're in a different brand. Yeah. So um, this is my first time out with, with the Shrixen. And, you know, I just instantly got on with them and they worked and they did what I, what I asked of them. Um, and, yeah, it was a sort of a fresh change. And, you know, I, I went over to Dubai a week early and just I practiced and played every day. And I just sort of found something in them that I really, really liked. So, um, yeah, it was pretty special to, to go there. I had no expectations of... Of doing anything really i just i just wanted to play and you know work my way there so um to be fair i don't know how i got there i, I i've had my c game all season so to get there and and pull the win out of the bag was pretty special because it was quite unexpected so that, that was uh so you said it was the first time out with those new sticks right so like first time out in yeah. competition you know yeah. what did you hit them for a week before that or have you been so, testing them yeah, out for I'd, a little while or i'd had three rounds with them wow yeah <laughs> that's so, amazing yeah it's crazy uh but yeah i just they just worked and um they were pretty yeah the whole the whole i've changed the whole everything in the bag from the ball to the putter to the driver everything and uh yeah it was just one of them things you get something in your hand and you just you know it was it was a total change from from um my previous club so it was uh yeah it was it was a nice fresh change you know uh what brought about the change um Mike, what makes you know someone in your position change from one brand to to Strixen? You know, how did it come about? It was it basically they they approached me. I was I've been struggling with with my, with the clubs I was using before for a long time, and you know there was I needed some changes that that you know I, I didn't get done, and I, I you know I was struggling to get things done um, that aspect side of things, and. I mean, the, the whole come through with obviously the connections with Bushnell and Braggy. He's been with um, Shrixen a long time, so he uh, he approached a few people, and you know they they welcomed me on board and to pull pull the the win out of the bag at the first event is I'm pretty chuffed for them. So it was probably a bit of a risk picking me up at that stage, but yeah. Well, good people um, get good things, and you're definitely one of the best. Um, What's your makeup in the you know Strixen uh, setup? Uh, I see you've got driver, you, you full bag like driver fairway hybrid irons and, and driving yep. iron. Yeah, what's what, yep. what so do you I've run got with? Everything. So I've got the um, ZX sevens irons, um, and I've got the so I've got that from six iron to nine iron. Then I've got 48, 52, 58 in the Cleveland RTX wedges, and a two iron. And I fluctuated between a two iron and a five wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got the five wood, three wood, and then the ZX five driver. So yeah, there, it's a, it's, and I've actually gone to the Cleveland putter, and I, I thought I would struggle with it. It's, so I've basically got the the soft one, the HB soft one, and it's basically it just looks like a Scotty. Um, it feels honestly, I, I thought I would struggle, but it's I hold so many putts with it straight away, and I just yeah, it, it just suits me. So I got on with it, and um, as I did the rest of the clubs, they were they were they just suit me. The HB soft range in Cleveland putters are so undervalued in terms of, you know, the, the credit that people give to them because, as you're right, you know, it looks like a, a very expensive putter, but 
in Australia, yeah. they retail for under $200. You know, they're super right. affordable, deep milled face. They're a cast putter, so they're not a milled putter, but the face is very mil- is milled. The, the top lines are all milled. So, you know, you do get milling, but it's still a cast steel. But that deep etched face absolutely yeah. feels as soft as anything and uh they surprise everyone that get one in their hand and and yeah i'm great to, i didn't know you had that putter in your bag but it's good yeah good to hear that you can win with a 200 dollars putter and uh it's fantastic yeah, it's crazy did so you i've always struggled with milled faces because right. i'm 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 quite an aggressive putter so i've always i've always sort of struggled with them because they come off faster and stuff like that so I've always tried to use an insert, but that's, that was the only reason I was a little bit worried about going to this, but it just feels so good and, like, it just comes off really nice and soft, so yeah. it, well, um, it actually suits me. Well, it's, as I said, it's that deep etching on the face. You know, if you put your hand over it, you know, it almost is yeah. quite um, spiky. You know, it's that deep yeah. etch mill. Did you did you run some ZX5 irons at the top end of, above the 6 iron in the ZX7? Yes, I've got a 4-5 iron. Yeah, 4-5 uh, yeah, iron in the ZX5. I mean, this day and age, why wouldn't you try and get some help? you know getting the ball in the air and just go a little bit further and uh yeah i love them they they they, so the the actual set just fits so well between that the the five and six iron as well so you know it's perfect so we're here to talk about your win, but, you know, we've gone down ah. the Strixon path and the club path. I'm very passionate about the Strixon product. You know, there's probably yeah. two brands that I've used in the last five or six years. Strixon's been one of them extensively. I'm Callaway at the moment, but uh, Strixon's yeah. been one of them extensively, and I can't speak highly enough about that product, the ZX5, the, into the ZX7. And, and if you're not a club sort of nerd like uh, I am and we are and all that sort of thing, you know, the combination of uh, these clubs, you know, the ZX5 model, which is more forgiving, a little bit wider sole, a little bit more uh, generous, high loft, all that sort of thing, it makes so much sense to have that in the long grind. There's no reason, as you said, Mike, not to have ease yeah. of use and just straight, you know, you can work it a little bit and just do what you need to do. And then into the scoring clubs, you know, and your choice is a six iron down. Many people choose a seven iron down, but a yeah. six iron down for a great ball striker like yourself, it makes so much more sense. And and the to credit to not just Strixon, but Strixon, um, Callaway, Titleist new range of products, uh, TaylorMade, they're all really designed across their three or four models that sort of cover that space to really be blended. It makes so much uh, sense. Um, just a bit of self-plug, you know, Drum and Golf have a great YouTube channel and I've got heaps of videos out there that I've done about all of this sort of stuff so you can go check it out. Yeah. Right, back to uh, Dubai. Was uh, was the event cut short for you? Was there, did it, was there a bit of weather or a bit of issues around that? Or Yeah, so on the Friday we went outside and I don't know if you've ever experienced it in Dubai but that's the first time I've ever experienced it where you couldn't see the road. So they've got quite high pavement stones along the side of the roads and you couldn't see the pavement stones so all underwater the hot everywhere was just underwater there was there was cars floating down the roads um yeah it was crazy but yeah we were going down and there was buses off the side of the road because they'd lost they'd lost the road i mean yeah it was absolutely carnage so we got to the course and um originally what we were going to do was put us off um we were just going to play nine that day and then see what happened but it it just didn't stop so we like they just said yeah we're gonna have to call today and literally an hour later the the sun was out and it was a different day you know but the damage was done the it was literally there was so much water i've not seen like that before it was uh it was pretty mad actually so then you get cut back and you get out there on saturday yep what talk us talk us through a little bit of the round so yeah i was um 
I went off. I was out first, actually. So I was there. Uh, I, I boat. So I hit a, a really good drive down one and then hit a nice second shot in and then literally rolled past the hole about quarter of a mile an hour and it just kept going. I mean, the greens were so fast, it was unreal. So I had like an eight-footer back and then literally got to the hole and then I had a horseshoe and I just I just looked at Paul McCaddy and went, I think it's going to be one of them days, mate. <laughs> So it just happened, and yeah, so I bogeyed the first, and then par five second hit. Um, I hit a nice drive, and then made birdie. So that was uh, that was me back, and then just carried on par, and then and then made a, made a birdie seven. Um, so that took me one under for the turn, and then um, I hit some beautiful golf shots. Actually, it was as the pins were naughty; they were very very tight and. They um they didn't want him to shoot some big numbers, so it was a it was a it was awesome. But uh you know these I just I just felt so comfortable with the irons that I was just hitting dead aim at everything, and you know it paid off. So then uh so yeah I turned one under, and then made a nice par on ten, and then birdied eleven and twelve. Um so I got to three under, and then parred my way in until we got to eighteen. Um. And then, basically, my club slipped out of my hand on the tee shot and uh, made the fairway, though, got, got all that sorted. And then I, I hit my second shot. I was, I was only laying up, and I made a bad layup shot. So um, I, I don't know if you've been to the earth course, but there's, like, mulch and bark all down sides of the, the, the holes. And the, the grass is actually sat up about six inches. And my ball was literally underneath the the lip of that so i had mm. to take a penalty drop and um yeah i made a double up up 18 and it, which wasn't a, a nice way to finish but you know i had enough cushion i had a five shot lead going up wow. 18 so um yeah i was i had enough leverage there to to win by three so but yeah it was it was a, a cracking round i did my stats i i only missed two fairways and i missed two greens so um that was uh, yeah. That was testament to to the golf we played. Well, and, sorry, like, go on, Scott. W- winning by three, and you were the only one under par. So like, was um, yeah. like you, you were just shooting the lights out. The other guys were struggling. Like, was yeah. there something like you talked about the pins? Um, but um, that's a that's a big gap between you and everyone else. Yeah, especially how um, I mean, Kip's pretty much dominated this season. I mean, yeah. he's played some amazing golf, and you know, he said he. He played good as well. He said he was a bit all over the place at times, but you couldn't miss fairways because it was you like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the ball just sat right at the bottom of the thick stuff. Mm. So it was it was a brutal sort of you had to hit fairways. But yeah, it was it was just a and I I just had one of them ball striking days that you know everything was out in the middle, it was on target. Um, it did exactly what I want. I hit one or two bad shots, um, but you know. I'll take that in any round. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, that was, that was part of it. So I think that's, that was why I won pretty much because I hit fairies and greens and stayed calm. You know, that was the biggest thing for me because, you know, it was just one of them. It could have got away at any time and I just stayed in the moment and hit good shots. Well, hopefully some of that, uh, you know, coaching that uh, you did with uh, Jamie Glazer some time ago, still, you know, you get the benefit of that. Uh, Scott uh, sitting up there is um, about to get a little, we're going to do a session uh, on the podcast with Jamie. Um, so uh, oh, he's still. I'm uh, on my own mental journey 
Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I've hit I've hit rock bottom. I need to uh, yeah. I need some tools. So um so yes. as in what your golf game or anything else? Uh, just me- mental mental game, mate. I just get yeah. so down on myself and uh, and the yeah. negative self talk is just out of control. Um at, at one point, but uh, I've listened to a few of the first early pods and and had a few chats with Roscoe off air and um yeah. got got some basics kind of you know to start with and and yeah de- definitely helping like the last couple of times that I play golf I've I've had more fun you know than I have um for a little while so so it's heading in the right direction but yeah yeah it's a game changer I mean I I I don't think I've ever been mentally as strong as I was on Saturday on the course nothing bothered me. I mean, there was people everywhere, and I just, I just almost went into a Zen zone mode. Um, I, I, I've never really experienced that before, but it was, there's a few things that that I spoke to with Jamie a while ago, and I still swear by it now. And you know, that's that was proof of the pudding, just to try and take distractions out and think of think of positive things and think of a happy place. You know, if you know, I was ten years ago, I was laying in a bed, missing a leg, and nearly dying. Yeah. And now I've just won Tour Champs. You know that's that's testament to to a mental strength sort of thing. So you know, just stick with it, and you know you you'll get there. Not a problem. Mike, yeah. you're that you're that good of a friend of the podcast that you know we didn't introduce you and in, and in, in terms of your your story and your backstory and and we, we we don't need to go back through that now. There are so many you've done so many great interviews over the um, last couple of years. You know, I think it was 2020. It was 2019 when we first met. It was coming up to like yeah. it's coming up to like a four year anniversary, uh, Mike, with the Australian, <laughs> the Australian Open Pro Am, yeah, right. 2019, when we played with the great Minwoo Lee and uh, the great Paul McLean. One of the great days on on the golf course uh, where I met you and got the, you know, really get to know you and 18 holes sharing the cart with you it was, it was a fantastic day. Yeah. But you've done a whole host of interviews, and if anyone wants to know more about you know, your story and, you know, the backstory, which is absolutely a story of tremendous courage and tremendous bravery and just a determination to, to turn, you know, your situation uh, after your injury um, in the military into, you know, winning the Tour Champs. Go and check out our episode. Go and check out the stuff you've done with the no laying up people and all of that because um, it really yeah. is it really is great. You know, in all of the congratulations that you received, um, you know, so many people just reaching out to you. It was so heartening for me to see. Cody from No Laying Up, uh, Scott's a big No Laying Up fan and, you know, I've connected with Cody and some of his colleagues and, you know, you yeah. did spend some time with him at the the uh, Simpson Cup a couple of years ago. You know, how did you feel getting all of these great messages of congratulations from all parts of the world? Yeah, it's pretty special. It um, just realises, like, that there are people that are genuinely just really good people that, you know, they just want you to do well, which is, you know, I was, I was I, that's what overwhelmed me. I probably had... I'm going to say like 1,500. My phone's been crazy. Um, I, there's still probably five, six, seven hundred people that I haven't replied to yet, and it's crazy. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. But but yeah, it's um, it, it's pretty special to to meet people like that. And yeah, it, it's yeah, let's say it's just overwhelming to to have that sort of acknowledgement. Did well deserved. Did the win. Um, that you were absolutely central to in the Simpson Cup. You know, did that give you a bit of a catalyst coming into this Dubai tournament? You know, and, and talk to us yeah, about this. T- tell everyone what the Simpson Cup is and and just what happened there. You know, to me, it's like the Ryder Cup. You can tell us the story. What is the Simpson Cup? Yeah, so the Simpson Cup is a Ryder Cup style hosted by um, a Mr. John Simpson who started the On Course Foundation. So 
the the charity is actually um, a golf charity to help wounded, injured, and sick servicemen rehabilitate through golf. And you know that's how I got into golf all them years ago. Um, so without without them, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be sat talking to you right now. But um, yeah, it's so it's a biannual. So uh, it was the UK this year, it's America next year, and then UK obviously vice versa all the time. But um, we've just gone six five up. So that's uh, a the first time that that's happened. So it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, my, I didn't know. So I was going down 18. I knew I must've needed something, but there was all, all the players coming up to me and saying, John, no, John, no. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to know. I just want to win this hole. And cause I was one up and then I messed 17 up. I, I went, I didn't, I hit a really good drive, but I went in the crap. Um, and so that we were all square going up 18 and, I hit a, mon- a good drive and I, I only had like 60 odd yards into 18 at Lidlinton and so um, it was a, it was a good one for me and the lad I was playing so I had to give 18 shots to this to this uh, the, one of the American teams so it, it was hard straight away but he stuck his in the bright trap on the bunker so I just knew I had to get on and uh, try and win the hole and I knew that it was quite pivotal because we were the only game left on the course Every single player, every single caddy, every single person was around the 18th green. And so I was like, yeah, this is pretty special here. Um, and then made, yeah, I'm, I actually, I put mine in and yeah, we, we retained the cup. Oh, it was fantastic. The, the stuff that I saw around that and, and just seeing you in that last group. And as you say, you know, like it must have been sensational. It really is a great uh, initiative that Mr. Simpson puts on there. And to see all you guys, you know, in your Team Europe no, it's UK. Yeah. UK is it Europe or UK? UK, and UK. Ireland, yeah, yeah, G- yeah, yeah, UK and Ireland. Yeah, so GB see that, I. see um, GB and I see you in your um, uniforms and see the American team in their uniforms. And there's yeah. no, there's there's no short change here. You know, they're proper. It's like almost like looking at a Ryder Cup sort of set of uniforms, the bags, yeah. the, the uniforms, the whole thing. It really is good, and uh, I'm glad that that helped springboard you into you know the winning. Yeah, definitely. On the it, it was it was pretty cool because I stood up to my putt and I was uh, I had a little uphill left uh, right to left putt and my whole team was just on the right side of the green just looking at me and I just looked up and I was like I'm not letting you down and that that was like my last thought before I hit that putt and yeah we did it it was cool I meant a lot just having all them there watching me and yeah it was cool. Well, I'm sure you channeled every emotion and every you know skill that uh, you know yourself and your veteran colleagues that have learnt through their careers. You know, you channeled a lot of that to to get to that moment. The moment that you got to on the weekend on Sunday at the final presentation, a Rolex event. You're standing there at the side of the green. The great Iona Stephen is out there. You know, yeah. doing some wonderful work hosting this final ceremony. You've got the the prince, the sheiks, the kings of, you know, the the great Emirati of Dubai there. Yeah. Uh, you've got the boss of the tour there. The whole lot, everyone's there, and you're standing there with the winner of the event, Nikolai Hoygaard, and yeah. the winner of the whole race to Dubai series, a uh, little guy called Rory McIlroy, <laughs> and and and, uh, and my old mucker Mike Brown. It, that must have been absolutely surreal. It was surreal, yeah, it was so surreal. So but it was like, they, so they, I had one job to do, literally walk out there and say, thank you, your highness. And I was more nervous about <laughs> saying that than anything else that whole week. I was like, you got one job, Mike, don't mess this up. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty special going out and, you know, everybody, there must have been, I don't know, four or 5,000 people just around there. Um, everyone cheering for you and shouting your name. It was uh, 
something I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life. Having been in that a little bit of that media scrum at the end of a tournament last year at the Oz Open, you know yeah. what you don't see when you're watching on TV or watching it in, a, in the um, as a fan, you, know, you don't see the work that's happening behind the scenes. You know, you've got Bryony from the DP World Tour and some of her assistants. You know, just making sure that yeah. everyone's in position and you know you go there and you're going to be first and say that and don't say this and yeah. all that sort of. Is that sort of what it was like? Did you experience that? Yeah, it's literally see? military precision. I mean, so they've got a, a player liaison officer that that does everything. There's a whole team that goes out, puts the plinth out, trophies out. Make sure everyone's in the correct position. Make sure uh, Mr. Keith Pelly's there. Make sure, especially like the, the the Kings there this year. And it's like it was literally a military position. So you had a timing to go here, here, here. So they they told me the putt was gonna the final putt was due at four fifteen, and it went in at four fifteen. So they they literally planned everything around that, and you know it was that's what it was. It was like literally amazing how they did it but yeah the people don't see that that it's literally behind the cameras there's just people pulling here there you got to be here 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 here, and say this say that and it's like wow that's pretty special now did you get to have a bit of a chat to uh rory and nikolai and uh you know anyone else yeah i stood with him for probably 15 20 minutes and then afterwards all the pictures and uh we went and had more more stuff done and then i went to give a um, another interview with them and yeah it was pretty we had a good conversation and uh he was like, this is pretty cool when Nikolai just shot I don't know, 21 under and he comes up to you and says, mate, that was hell of a round you played. And it's like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. cool. Very cool. So, yeah. Well, it bloody was. It bloody was shooting one under round. You know, we talked about it last week. It looks like a tough course. Um, yeah, so brutal. So one under there with a little bit of a, you know, slippy uppy on the on the last hole, but uh, yeah, amazing, amazing shooting, mate. I'm sad because we're not going to see you down here uh, at the Oz Open this year, you know, yeah, I, I guess you you talked about your season and you know the the international invites into the uh, G4D equivalent event that we host here at the uh, Australian Open goes to the top four, and I think you were ranked fifth at the time that the invites were handed yeah. out. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Surely they would have just kept an it's invite. It's a bit rough. They don't. Yeah. They don't have one for the winner, Roscoe. Yeah, I. I Absolutely agree. I was a bit flummoxed by that, but um, mate, I guess that is what it is. I guess that's just motivation for next year, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm I'm all in this year. I mean, this like obviously, as you know, my dad passed away um, a year and a bit ago. So my motivation and drive sort of went downhill, and that's partly why my golf was the way it was. You know, there was I was having in my head that I I'm like. I can't do this no more. You know, I was nearly giving up golf, you know, not long ago. And then other, luckily I've got some, you know, as you know, I've got decent people behind me that talked me out of it and sort of that. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, this, this year I'm going to go all in again and I've got my motivation back, got my drive back. Um, my life's in a really good place at the moment. So, uh, yeah, this, this, this year is going to be a, a special one for me. I can, I can just tell it. Mate, I, I can't wait to uh, see it and, um, you know, continue to even from afar and uh, hopefully up, uh, a little bit closer to be part of it. You know, you've got a lot of people, you, you don't you don't get to sit there in a hotel in Vietnam, you know, doing some ambassadorial duties with that, some great support. Talk to us about your supporters. Who who are some of the people that, that do help and the brands that do help you and make, you know, getting around and doing what you do possible? Because I think a lot of people don't realise that, I don't think there's any prize money. You know, when you set up there and get that uh, trophy alongside Rory and Nik- Nikolai, yeah. they're getting a big chunk of change, right? And uh, tell me if I'm wrong, you, there's no prize money for there, there for you, is there? No, nothing. Not in that one. 
yeah, that, that doesn't sit a bit that, of a kick that, in the teeth. Yeah, it doesn't sit comfortably with me. Um, to, no, to there's a lot of people that doesn't sit comfortable with. Um, you know, that, that's the first thing anyone I've had about. You know, I've had a whole lot of my, lot of texts saying, you know, how much do you win? How much do you win? I'm like, yeah, nothing, mate. <laughs> so. With all of this change and, and the, you know, we talked about the money that's circulating in golf with all of this other stuff going on, you know, yeah. live, TGL, you know, people just throwing money at, at golf, more American-centric than – how can it change? It has to change, right? It's got to. Um, like I say, we're, we're – it's one of them things where they're, they're sort of – it's got to change at some point. It's just not – it's just not feasible. For, to, it's not sustainable to keep doing mm. What the, what what's happening? But yeah, in in time it'll it'll I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, um, it's just one of them things that it's early days in the tour, and you know it's it is what it is at the moment. I think you know they gotta gotta understand that it's sort of in the early days. You know, and I hope for for your sake, for Kip Poppet's sake, for Brendan Lawler, and all of the other great athletes that you know are professional golfers. You know, and I have to. For the people that are, you know, just listening to Mike speak maybe for the first time, have to remind everyone that Mike is a professional golfer. You know, he goes mm. out there and plays in clutch pro tour events against, you know, other big tour wannabes. He will play in the Tartan tour maybe next year and all of those. You know, he's yeah. out there grinding on the golf course as a golf pro. And uh, you don't do anything else. You do this for a living. Do it as part of your passion. So it has to change. It has, you know, if Keith Pelly, I know you're not listening, but if Keith, if you yeah. were if you were listening, you know, Please speak to your buddies over there at the PGA Tour that you're, you know, doing all of this great work together to give 10 cards away and send your best golfers across to play in the PGA Tour. It's all great. But get these guys some support and some money. And I know it's great that you get invited down there and they put you on a plane, they put you up and, you know, you get treated like, you yeah. know, some of the big guys. I get that. But but that doesn't pay my bills. Correct. Keith, um, Gavin, um, yeah. James Sutherland, you know, Get some money behind these guys and put make them a real part of the show and pay them what they're worth. Sorry. There'll be a time when you know something will have to happen. Yep, that that way. But um, it's not something that I like to talk about anymore because it just boils me. Yeah, but... so, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Sorry to go off on a rant. I usually no, no, no. I was just going to say I'm good for one rant every podcast. This week, mother might have yeah. to be two because I'll rant about something else. And <laughs> you know, as you know, we contacted you about ten minutes before we started recording this, so it's very unplanned. Um, no that was part of this week's round. I didn't mean to upset you. I hope it didn't. But you know, it's a serious. No, no, not it's, a at all. Ser- it's a serious. It's good. it's good that I, it's not just me that feels that way. So, oh no, it's it's plain as anything. Um, oh, but I started on that before I ran, ranted on. I started to talk about some of the people who do support you and, and make this yeah. possible. Tell us who tell us who they are and and what they mean to you. Yeah, so we got. Uh, I've got. I'm so lucky to have the team that I've got behind me. You know, it's um, especially you know a lot of them are your good friends as well. And from, like Bushnell's the the main. Sort of, and UMAX Golf, so you know Paul Paul McLean from Australia, um, and Darren Bragg, who's pushing all Europe, that, that works with UMAX Golf as well. So they're they're the big supporters of me, and you know the the sketches, the the Castor clothing, and now Shrixen, and yeah, so. I'm very lucky to to have them behind me. Yeah, well, they're all the right people, um, the right brands, but more importantly, the right people. And uh, you yeah, know, that that's more important. I think what it takes to keep, you know, you and and get you to the next, uh, you know, next year. And you know, mate, I, I really do hope this is a catalyst for you know the the stuff that you've shown that you're capable of. And uh, we all have our ups and downs, and you've had you know plenty of highs and you've had plenty of challenges. I know that because I ride them yeah. with you. And uh, but I do hope this is a catalyst to 
you know, a big year next year. And I really do hope to be uh, clo- a bit closer and, and be able to see it and um, catch up with you again and have another game of golf. It was a year ago, Definitely. as I said, uh, that uh, Scott and I joined you down at, um, it was a Victoria. You know, in Victoria. Victoria. Great yeah. day. Yeah. It was us and who was it? Howler. David Howell. Right? David Howell. He's- David Howell. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, I see he's, he's back in the field. Yeah. He's in the field. He's down and down here again. Is he? Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually gutted I'm not there. I'm not going to tell a lie. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, that's the one I've been looking forward to all year, but obviously other things happened in my golf game, but, yeah, we won't go into that. To be gutted, to be fair. Just use it as motivation for you know yeah. for, for for whatever happens ahead in the in the season that's um, about to uh, I guess kick yeah. off. But you know you're going to go into a little bit of winter. But what what is your plans next? You know because obviously being from the UK, it's going to get a little bit yeah. less in clim- less climate weather. Um, what happens? If, uh, for so the next part? this is part of my plan. So go back from from Vietnam now. Um, I'm going to take a few days off to take everything in with the family, et cetera, et cetera. And then that's when my 24 season is going to kick off. I've made a decision that I've got um, a new coat. Well, I'm going to start working with Zane Scotland again. Oh, fantastic. Um, so I'm going to go see him and got a new PT trainer. Uh, so it's winter fitness. Uh, going to get back slim, trim, and a new fighting machine. So that's my my goal this year. When we met, it was just before COVID kicked off, 2019 Australian Open at the Strain, which is obviously where it's back at. Yeah. And I remember watching you train through that COVID period and you were absolute in beast mode back then in the back in yeah. the backyard with the towel, hitting balls into the doona, um, lifting huge weights and uh, you were in beast mode then. So uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, hopefully we can get you sorted with something other than uh, an old duvet to hit balls into <laughs> in the backyard, mate. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get you a net and all that sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, that's that's the so that's the that's that's my my winter training is um, going to be a go, and it's going to be back to military style as well. So I'm going to be I've got my mojo back. Let's say that. Good mate. Um, awesome. I was going to say yeah. you mentioned Zane Scotland. Uh, interesting character. Like uh, I don't know, obviously don't know Zane, but I've followed a little bit of his journey. He now does a bit of media and commentary, and he still plays and coaches. I was watching the YouTube the other day and watching Iona. I'm a massive fan of Iona Steve and. She does such a, a great jo- a great job with what she does. Obviously, yeah. I'm passionate about what she does because she's a Scot. Uh, I support all the Scots. You're a Scot. You sound like you sound like an Englishman, yeah. but you're really a Scot. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, you know? like I'm a, really a Scot, but I'm an Aussie. Um, you should, I'm an Aussie you, Scot. You're, there, you're an Aussie. You're a Scot. <laughs> I, I, she did a great um, her breaking the red series. A couple of great interviews. One with Adam Scott. Speaking about Scots. Uh, she does like 50 minutes with Adam Scott out there playing and it's fantastic. If you're an Adam Scott fan, go on to uh, Iona's YouTube channel and watch her with Adam, but also with Zane Scotland. She does plays around with Zane Scotland. They try and break 75 or break uh, whatever she tries to break, um, but it's just fantastic. I reckon that you should do an inter- uh, an episode of that with uh, Iona. Yeah, we're going to get a game. So she, uh, it was really like the first time I sort of spoke to her this week and she's like, I watched. She 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 followed me for a few holes, and she's like, "I want to get a game with you, and we're going to do some stuff together." So oh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Be pretty. When the when the weather's a bit better in the UK, because I think everywhere's underwater at the moment. When I get back, so um, it'll be it will be probably in the springtime when the do I when it's less wet. To Iona's credit, uh, she'll I'm sure that she'll do that. I don't know Iona, Iona Stephen from a bar. Yeah. From, um, but I sent when I 
videoed you on the TV on Sunday night when I was, you know, had a little tear, might have had a little tear coming down, you know, down in the face there and I stand there with the camera um, videoing Iona's presentation to you and she was big on the screen. Yeah. I tagged her in it and she responded pretty much like the, the presentation must have been over by about three minutes, if that. And she, really? she responded and said, how good is this? You know, it's fantastic. So it oh, was amazing. super nice of her to do that and uh, just shows how much she, uh, yeah, was interested and, and genuinely uh, yeah. interested in your Yeah, in your I was pretty, like, pretty overwhelmed by the response that, you know, I got from everyone. It was, uh, it was nice. It was definitely uh, a time in my life that I won't forget. Mate, walk through all those doors, Mike. Walk through all those doors that are opening, mate. Definitely. That's, uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Mate, I might have told you a little lie and I said, can you chat to us for 10 minutes because it's been 40 minutes. So I, I Does it to me really? every week, Mike. Does it <laughs> to me every week. <laughs> I've only just noticed that yeah. we started in the light and I've not had no lights yeah. on in it. It's yeah. dark. <laughs> um, so we won't talk about your round of golf in Vietnam today. You're up there doing some great work with the um, yeah. Asian, uh, that whole region of um, yeah. Vietnam, Bushnell distributors, presenting to those yeah. guys just on how uh, passionate you are about the Bushnell product. Um, I'll let you, you probably got dinner to go to and all that sort of stuff. I'll let you go. Scott and I will keep um, basking in your glory uh, in your absence yeah. and uh, we'll crack on with thanks, it, mate. mate. But can't wait to see you uh, hopefully soon, mate. Hopefully soon. Stick, yeah, hopefully uh, soon. And uh, thanks for having me on, mate. Thanks uh, a lot. No, very good. Good to see you, mate. Very good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Scott. Hopefully see, see you mate. soon. Cheers, Take care. buddy. Take care. Scott Carter, there you go. Mike Brown. Uh, somewhat unplanned, unscheduled, but what a what a great man. He's still there listening. He's got it. He's, there we go. He's gone. There he um, goes. Oh, how good was that, Roscoe? Uh, he's, what a treat. What an absolute treat. Mate. He, he's one of the world's, one of golf's gentlemen. And, uh, I mean, you know, that day we spent with him at the Oz Open last year that you referenced was just, it was definitely one of my golfing highlights, like um, playing 18 holes with a guy that quality of a person and quality of a golfer with um, with the story that he's got was just an absolute highlight of mine and to have him on the show tonight, mate, is super special. Again, yeah, there's a number of podcasts, including as we, you know, we were one of the first ones that he was ever on, um, talking about his journey. You know, if you're faced with having to make the decision to amputate your leg after an injury that you sustained in a work environment, he was training in the military. Yeah, you know, he was a he was elite A grade level, um, you know, British national motocross racer. So he was already elite at a sport. You sustain an injury, it doesn't ever get right, and then you have to make the decision yourself to have your your leg amputated at your knee, and then to find golf as part of the rehabilitation, but not only part of the rehabilitation but part of your destiny part of your future part of a way forward in mm. life because Mike will tell you yeah. he was in a dark place and to have golf help someone get through that uh, it just shows the power of the great game you know mentally uh, the people that you know puts you around and and to Mike's credit the power that he does have um in his own mental fortitude and and what he's been able to achieve in two years it basically took him from never having played golf as a motocross yeah. rider, you know, back in the day, motocross and golf didn't go together. It's a bit closer. Mix. No. But yeah. in two years, becoming a, a golf pro, you know, playing off scratch, playing professionally. Unbelievable man, unbelievable story. Um, thanks, for, thanks for letting, uh, letting us get on. 45, 45 minutes in. Uh, we've got a bit of golf to talk about, mate, last week. Was, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a fair bit happening, wasn't there, mate? I mean, um, yeah, from across Europe to, to the US and the TGL and Rory and – the, the four aces and the LPG, there was tons happening um, last week in golf. But 
Hey, why don't we stay with the DP World Tour um, Championship and uh, just kind of talk a little bit about Nikolai's win. Um, huge win for the young man, 21 under. Um, uh, but, yeah, just dominant display um, very much. What was it his second win um, on tour but on the DP World? I, um, I think yeah, super, super strong. I'm just going to say that the, the Hoy guards are racking them up. Um, mm. Uh, it was his first um, Rolex event win, but really that eight under on the last round. I, I was watching it, and then he was a few shots back, and I turned. I had to go and do something. I turned it off, and I was got distracted. I was doing some work or something, and I wasn't watching. I thought Nikolai Hoygaard is going to over overturn Tommy Fleetwood and uh, and Matt Wallace, and he's going to snip this. And uh, eight under, he yep. absolutely did. Tommy Fleetwood again, you know. Four unders, no, yeah. no, four unders, nothing to sneeze at in a final round of a tournament where you're in contention. But you know, it's very hard to get past eight under on that course. Unbelievable. Yeah, but Tommy was it the seventeenth that Tommy had uh, another what six or seven foot birdie part to um, put himself into a, a, or a better spot to you know get into a playoff on eighteen and just just couldn't make that putt again, mate. Under that pressure, like he's um, yeah, he's got a few too many of those now. Racking up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Matt Wallace, angry Matt uh, Wallace, you know, on the back of his unbelievable oh. sixty on the Saturday. What do you have? Twenty nine? Was it twenty nine or twenty seven on the on the on the back nine on Saturday, mate? It's just incredible. He birdied every single hole. Okay, I tried to put that into my head and think about it in context. And uh, how did he birdie every hole? Like even the seventeenth, the par three over the water. It's it's a tough, tough hole. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But but uh, you know he. Um, he didn't get it done. John Rahm didn't get it done. Tommy Victor. It was a it was a quality field field, and the big names did um, did prevail. How do we go with our? Do we want? Do we need to talk any more about the results? I'm just conscious of our time. Uh, the only thing, mate, I would say is the ten the ten people exactly. that's what that made it to the PGA Tour uh, on the back of their performance. So um, that's what I wanted to get that to. List. Have you got Have you got Let's the list? It. Have you got the I've list? I've got there? the list here. Yeah, the big the big poll. Adrian Ronk. Friend of the program, uh, welcome to the PGA Tour. <laughs> you know how you know how uh, the um, Mr. Moronk is a um, uh, friend of the podcast. He he, he qualifies because he liked a post that he was tagged into. Oh, that's right. Once. I but, remember that day. You were yeah. very happy that day. I was very happy to like the post. That's what you have to do to be a friend of the podcast. There's not an entry fee, <laughs> um, but it does come with some. Just benefit. like a post. Well, I mean, sharing share you like gold status. You're like elevated. Good things happen, as we'll continue to talk about to people who are what I did. I determine it's a, it's a it's a friend friendship that I determine. It's a one way friendship that I am the mm. arbiter of. Um, yep. So Adrian Moronk is a friend of the podcast by the fact that he liked the podcast, uh, liked the post. I did have a chat to him at the um, Oz Open last year. I did yeah. embarrassingly so try some of my best Polish, which oh you he, did not. Uh, yeah, of course. Well, I'm a, the, the the cunning li- linguistic, and I, I I did know, and he sort of looked at me like he wasn't expecting Polish to come out any. But uh, you know, when he realised that I was having a good old crack, and I did pronounce it pronounce it pretty well, he did acknowledge okay. that. He um he said thank you back, um so anyway and then uh, number good. two Foxy no, no, number two Foxy another uh well I mean distant you know friend of the program would love to be a friend of the program if he wants to like or share one anything that that'd be great um but but yeah qual- no Foxy he's a wannabe friend he's I want him to be a friend of the program but he's not yeah. he's not by that qualification but uh, I would love well, you yeah. know my love for Foxy has has been declared many times over. We're gonna somehow figure out a pro am partnership with Foxy before um. Anyone's career finishes. 
So that's a goal. I think he's going. Um, I, th- I think he's going all right without us. I don't think he needs any more. Uh, you know, my love of golf. You think he's already gone I think, past. I think he's going okay. I don't know, mate. We had a Ryder Cup last year. I mean, you know, we can get people at either end of their career. Who did we have last year? Who do we? David Howe. Oh, jeez. Sorry, David. Um, Bloody hell, mate. We did have, yeah. Lucky, but... lucky he doesn't listen. Yeah. And here's that. <laughs> no. Um, the Frenchman, Victor Perez. So oh, yeah. He's off to the PGA Tour. He's going. Uh, he's, going on. he's already rented a flight in the Bahamas. I've, I've read that um, he's, he? he's leaving Dundee, the, the, the warm climbs of Dundee, where he uh, has lived for the last uh, number of years, and he's off to the Bahamas. Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> Torbjorn uh, Olsen, so he's um, he's on the – has he played – yeah, he's played on the tour, hasn't he, um, the early 2010, so 13-14 he, um, he was on the tour. So uh, he's back on the US PGA Tour. Um, Alexander Bjork um, on to the PGA Tour. Sammy Volomarki. Mm-hmm. Volomarki. 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 Yeah. Yep. 109th player in the world. Um some guy, uh, Ro, 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 uh, Robert McIntyre. Bobby, Bobby McIntyre, the Open Express uh, in Australia. Yeah, in yeah, very good. Excellent. Who's next? Bobby, steer clear of those fast food chains in the US, mate. Um, Matthew Pavon. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, Matthew Pavon. No, and he's a uh, recent winner. Uh, Jorge K. Campillo. Well. Is your man. If Jorge was here to give us a speech, I guarantee you a couple of things. It would be short, um, very curt, and uh, not not a lot of words would be spoken. I'm not even sure he'd say thank you, but I do want to um, make an acceptance speech uh, on Jorge's behalf, thanking the My Love of Golf podcast because we really did kickstart that career. After 20 years on the DP World Tour, you know, a couple of little tweaks around the green with us, have a bit of a chat, tried to have a bit of a chat. He didn't give too much back. Great mm-hmm. hair, um, a photo or two. You know, a few probing questions about, you know, um, life on tour and a bit of Sergio friendship and he it just springboards him from, you know, that rev up to um, his first win on the DP World Tour and now, at, you know, he's like mid-30, he'd be late 30s. 37. 37. 37 year old. Yep. 37 year old Spaniard with great hair, um, probably going to have a few, you know, stay away from the Cuba Libres um, <laughs> and he's on the PGA Tour. Thank you very much. The job here is done. I could almost retire very happy by um, getting one of my prime partners onto the PGA Tour. Very good. And then number 10, mate, was uh, so the youngest guy, 21-year-old, Rio Hisatsuni. Oh, here we go. I've got to bring, got to bring, out, got to bring out the cunning one. Help me again. out, Roscoe. Help me so, out. So in the, the young Japanese guy. In the young Japanese uh, guy, Rio Hisatsune. So for the ones that are you know following along this sort of trend of pronunciations and my wannabe, you know, language bon vivant. Um, he it would be in Japanese it would be he sa su ne. He that so the they make sounds. So when you see the letter the kanji and the and the different um yeah the writing, there's three different languages in Japan that for um hiragana, katakana and uh kanji, uh, mm-hmm. it would be the sounds it would make he sa he sa su ne. Uh, you want to know what Ross Flanagan is? It would be Ross Flanagan. No, in Japanese it would be Ro Su. There's two sounds there, two um, characters, which I can actually write. Fu, yep. Fu, Ra, Ni, Ga, N. Fu, Ra, Ni, Gan. Ro Su, Fu, Ra, Ni, Gan. Hey, Dozi Roshiku, Yonigashimasu. Arigato. 
Thought you'd touch my stick. Um, uh, he was very lucky. He he sunk, uh, was it a birdie putt on the last to um, unfortunately overtake and uh, usurp Rasmus Hoygaard, um, mm-hmm. who to his credit was in there with his twin brother at the uh, scorer's hut. Great scene. It was great scenes. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. It was. Yeah, he's in yeah, there with his brother and the big, the big Dane, um, Thomas Bjorn, comes in. Goes straight to Rasmus, gives him a cuddle, a kiss on the head, you know, a bit of a rub, you know, a bit of a bit of a noogie, and um, yeah, it was great to see. It was great to see him just, you know, he just missed yeah. out on a PGA Tour card to go and hang out with his brother for a year, and he's yep. he's there putting on a brave face. So you know, his time will no, come. good on him. His time will come. He's and a good golfer. Too good a golfer. You could really see uh, the rest of the European Ryder Cuppers that were there that were uh, were getting around. Um, Nikolai in particular, um, and you can just get a sense of that camaraderie that they that they showed on during the Ryder Cup coming through, um, still today. So, um, so that's good. But, but I mean, that's great news for the young Japanese guy Rio, twenty one years old, heading to the PGA Tour. I, I, I kind of think like that's he, he's the right guy to be getting one of these spots. You know, young fella, go and get his opportunity. I'm sure he's going to be back playing some DP World Tour um, events and. And kind of not forget where where he came from, but um, but you know that's the springboard. I think that that they're trying to provide for these young kids. Well, I don't know what category they get. I think the I think uh, Moronk Adrian Moronk gets a higher category from being the number one card. I think I don't know, but I can only okay. assume that um, you know this we're going to see a bit of those guys in this first part of the year until there's the re rank and whatever else. I actually don't know. I'm guessing at that, but so. Um, yeah, you know, I'm assuming we're going to see a bit of them until some of the big, um, the bigger events come along, and um, you know they would hopefully just uh, keep playing and playing away. The thing that was great that I love about what this has done now, I sort of joked with Mike that you know the ten be- ten best players otherwise not qualified are now going to head over this overseas, and you know that's going to leave in a positive. It's going to leave opportunities for the next rank of. DP World Tour players to hopefully step into yep. that breach. Um, but we will lose the quality of some of those players in some of these big events and, you know, not seeing Nikolai Hoygaard there and pumping it, you know, up there in top three average driving distance. Um, but we will see him uh, doing his stuff. But what I love about the group, where they're from, you've got yeah. Finland, Denmark, Scotland, France, so there's about... New Zealand. Poland. There's about New eight Zealand. different new nationalities represented on there. It's it's really good to see. Um, very good. Uh, I enjoyed watching that uh, most of that last round. I enjoyed you know following along Mark's journey and seeing him win probably more so than anything that's uh, happened on a golfing since uh, this year. Uh, very yep. good. Um, very good. Uh, it was good to see um, a lot of those players down in Australia, which we'll talk about the RSM Classic at Sea Island. Uh, did you tip a winner? Uh, I think I might have. I think you went with Ludwig and the young 23-year-old, or is he 23 yet? 30, you know, 16 times. Oh, yeah. Played, played 16 it. times, won. He's won on Europe. He's won in Europe. He's won in America. He's played in a winning yeah. cup and hasn't even played in a major yet. And no. He, and he's, top, he's qualified. He's top 30, what is he, 30, 32nd in the world now, so he'll, he'll I guess he gets into all of them, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, what a year, mate! Like as you said, turn pro, and Justin Ray is a great follow on Twitter for these kind of stats. But one on the DP World Tour, one the PGA Tour, um, uh, all in one year, and played Ryder Cup. And I think uh, Justin Ray was saying like he's never, I don't think anyone else has ever done that. 
Like he's he's smashing records, um, lowest seventy two hole total ever on tour, lowest fifty four hole score ever. Um, rounds two to four, hundred eighty six, and ties the lowest thirty six hole total ever, one hundred twenty two. Lowest score over final two rounds ever, sixty one, sixty one to to win. I mean, tough going for anyone behind him. Well, our, our friends at No Laying Up, you know, colloquially refer to the pros that are playing at this time of year as the mules. I'm not mm. sure if I'm a fan of that, but it's it's quite funny when you listen to them referring. To, but uh, Ludwig is uh, is no mule, and to I think Matt Wallace's nine birdies on the trot shooting sixty was very impressive, but shooting yeah. six, shooting sixty one back to back, I think that's even more impressive. Yeah. No, I, I agree, mate. It was uh, a, an incredible display. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes shot 60-63 on the, on the weekend and and came second by four. He lost ground <laughs> yes. shooting 60-63. So, as I said, tough going for anyone behind Ludwig. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what, what a springboard into 24 for that young kid. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah I'm sure he – I think his odds are on the Masters are already like at – Stupid low amount, you know. Yeah, low odds. Um, well, there you go. Um, top five at the Masters. There the, we go. There That's we go. Michael. You're going top, early. top five. Yeah, well, I'm sure you can get on early. with um, you know, with uh, um, I'm sure you can get on somewhere. Yeah, Matthew Lim would take you take your bet somewhere. Um, very good. Uh, did you watch any of the LPGA? I didn't see any of that. Uh, I know Amy Yang won. Uh, Great young player. We've seen her in Australia before, uh, but I didn't yeah. watch. I didn't watch the event uh, at all. But no, uh, we no probably... me neither, Roscoe. But uh, good win for for Amy Yang. It's a fifth win, but only a first win on US soil. Mm. So, um, so yeah, good honour. If we're, you know, getting towards the end of our season, season twenty twenty three, um, we should try and make more of an effort to cover uh, some of the women's game. Um, a little bit more holistically uh, next year if we can. Um, but, uh, yeah, and because we've got so many great Australians playing on uh, the LPGA Tour, uh, so many rookies uh, won. Over the last two yep. years, there's, there's like 15 or the, it's a high number. I can't remember the exact number because I just skim, yeah. skim read it when I was doing some prep. Um, but there's so many rookies that have, have won in the last two years. Of course, Grace Kim, a very own Grace Kim, a uh, friend of the podcast. No, she's, she's, she is a friend of the podcast because we played with her, so that qualifies her. She's never been on the pod. Yep. I've never asked her. Um, but uh, she was a rookie winner. So there's a whole host of rookie winners and it's fantastic to see. Um, so she would, we should do a little bit more of that. Uh, but this week we've got uh, one of our two big events uh, in Australia, the Oz PGA at uh, Royal Queensland. Is the Oz PGA yep. bigger than the Oz Open or is the Oz Open bigger than the Oz PGA? I, I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I don't know the, the, the prize purses. Do you, do you have any? Yeah, I don't know, Roscoe. I mean, my perception is that the the Open's bigger. Um, that's just kind of, I guess, my perception growing up. I think we saw more of the Open in, you know, in Sydney than the than the PGA from from memory. You know, like I just more familiar with the Open. I guess um, it feels more prestigious. I could have that totally wrong, and sorry if I've offended anybody, but um, but yeah, I I don't know. I feel like it's a bit bigger, um, but great. Great uh, field they've got up in Queensland there again. Um, Scotty's up there. Cam Smith is up there. Leash is up there. I think Moronka's here. David Howell is here. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so, Bobby, yeah, Bobby McIntyre, the young uh, uh, McKibben fellow from uh, Northern Ireland is here, Tom McKibben. But there, yep. there's, a, there's a host of other 
big names or, you know, familiar names from the European tour. Uh, a couple that stand out, uh, Jed Morgan as a previous winner, of course, is there. Uh, Peter Longhard yep. as a previous winner, of course, is there. Jeff. Alex Fitzpatrick is there. Alex, Eddie Pepperell's up there. Eddie you, you, mate, you're right. There's uh, there's a lot of the European guys that are up there kicking off their season. Laurie Cantor is there. Um, a lot of names that everyone will, will, will find familiar. So Rafa, Rafa, um, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, now he's a great watch. Uh, oh, Soren, Soren Kelson, nice. Soren Kelson, great watch. Uh, yep. Eddie Peps, as you men- mentioned, a couple of Scots there, uh, Connor Syme, Grant Forrest, um, Callum Hill, oh. um, Robbie McIntyre. We've got a great Scottish contingent here. Uh, I would. Wa- Joaquin, Joaquin Neiman's up there. A couple of live players, uh, of course, you know, with. Um, uh, Cam and um, and Leash and Wahin Neiman, so yep. um, gonna weeby and <laughs> gonna weeby's and, there and 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 how can we forget, mate? The the prince of Australian golf right now, Michaluzzi, David Michaluzzi, what a player, what a player, mate, what a player. He's, he's, he's he's the prince of Australian golf, like lo- local the local golf at the moment. Surely, I mean, he's cracking in last year. He's kicked off his DP. Had played a few DP events, uh, but comes back and uh, and what a round on Sunday to take that out. I know I changed gears there a little bit, but um, I couldn't go without mentioning Mika well, in that list of players because he's a star in the yeah. making. Well, this is the start of his uh, DP World Tour card period. So it's the 2024 mm. season starts in Australia and also Johannesburg, the two uh, co-sanctioned events uh, this weekend. I don't know much about the Joburg Open. Uh, it's field there is reasonably strong. Obviously, it's full of a lot of the European tour players who are from South Africa. So um, to having two, you know, DP World events, it's a positive for all of the guys that uh, play on these two tours that are playing the local events to give them an opportunity. Um, be great to see. Yeah, anyway, um, let's not talk about, you know, what would be great to see. Uh, I don't know much about the Joburg Open, but back here at the OSPGA, Royal Queensland, it's I, I've never played Royal Queensland. I desperately want to go and play it. Mike Clayton um, designed before he was with OCCM. Okay. Uh, one of the grants, you know, they did that together and really did take it back to, you know, where it was back in the back in the day, again before, you know, courses were overplanted by committees and all that sort of thing. So it's fairly generous off the tee, but it's a real strategy yep. course. You know, you've got to be on the on the right side of the fairway, even though the fairway is pretty wide, you've got to be on the right side because all the trouble is up near the greens. Uh, interesting to see um, Kaikuyu. So if you're a Kaikuyu runner, you know, the New South Welshman and the Queenslanders and, you know, the grain yep. and all that sort of thing. So Kaikuyu is very different to playing off uh, Cooch or Bermuda. Um, so we'll see how, how that goes there. You know, I think uh, anyone with a decent short game off that turf is going to do pretty well. Um, and also putting on on the grainier grass that does preside on the greens up there, um, I think it should suit Bobby Mack. You know, like he needs a bit of width off the tee. You know, his driver can get a little bit unruly, but his iron play is genuinely pretty rock solid. And yep. you know, I think if he can get the ball in the hole early doors and get that sort of putting sort of confidence that I think, yeah, you know, I would say that he needs a bit of putting confidence, you know, because he can be hot and cold sometimes with the flat stick. Um, yep. He, he could be could be hard to beat, but there could be any any one of a handful of players that uh, – Yeah, there's a few names that, that, that it could be. Um, I'm going to go with a local guy um, and uh, I am going to go with um, – I'm going to go with here, Roscoe. I think I'm just uh, – Mate, I don't know, Min Woo. Yeah. Min Woo, returning home, um, 
in front of the big crowd. I'm not sure if Cam will do it back to back. It was it was great for him to do it last year, and um, it was a great moment for him to return and and you know with and bring the claret drug and and kind of take out that victory um, straight away at home. But um, uh, I reckon it's Min Wu's time this year. Okay, well. He did look a bit jet lagged in a couple of pictures. I see he looked a bit tired, and, and rightly so. You know they've been travelling around for a fair bit, uh, and we we didn't talk about him when we were talking about this great field. But you know he's probably no. second or third top ranked player in the field, um, behind probably Cam. Um, so just adds anywhere that Minwoo plays adds to the field and the quality of experience that you get as a fan. Uh, before I get onto a tip, you know like in terms of the size of event, and you look at uh, the field, you know if you look at the Australians that are playing. You know, we, and we talk about the Vic PGA that was on last week. You know, so many of those young Aussie pros that are yep. performing down there are now thrust into the limelight and the DP World Tour event uh, co-sanction with some of those huge names uh, that they also watch week in, week out. Uh, what a great experience for the likes of Austin Batista, who's won this year on tour. Kerry Mountcastle from New Zealand, who's won this year on tour. Uh, Josh Younger, who's a name that's on the on the rise, playing up against those guys. Daniel yep. Gale, who's friend friend of uh, the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I was hopefully Benny Eccles. I, I nearly said Benny Eccles as uh, as my pick. I mean, I, I don't know. He's been playing good golf. I think. Um, I mean, imagine the experience for someone like him if he top fives and plays yeah. in the last few groups this this uh, this weekend with a bunch of these top DP World names. Like I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's a bit of momentum around, you know, the Australia, Australasian PGA Tour of, um, yeah. at the moment and, and these guys are playing good golf and they're on TV and there's, yeah, as I said, a bit of momentum. So I think this event with this field and then back it up with the Aussie Open is great for, for Australian golf. If if you haven't been following too much of the golf on TV or us, you know, rabbiting on about it, Benny Eccles as a name is certainly one worth following don't know what his odds are. If you have a bet, throw a couple of bucks on him for us, and you know, thank you very much because because he's he's a laconic. I don't know Ben that well. I've met him a few times, as I said probably last week. Uh, I, I actually probably tipped him last week. I think I did, and he came second. Um, but he just gets about the business, and he's playing some of the best golf he's ever played, and he just gets the job done. And he he run, flies under the radar a little bit. Excellent, excellent golfer is Ben Eccles, and uh, doesn't miss too many fairways. Hits it reasonably long enough, but just has this um, great short up and down game. No, he's really good. Uh, Tommy Power Horan, has been on the podcast. You know, he'd been playing the Asian Tour. His DP World Tour card starts this week as well, so we're going to yep. see Tom in Europe a little bit more next year. Uh, Michael Hendry, you know, playing with a purpose. You know, he's had the cancer diagnosis. You know, he's been getting treatment, and he's using golf to, you know, keep driving him forward. Great to see. Big unit, you know, he's a little bit – Michael Hendry's a little bit like Ryan Fox, you know, big, strong, mm. you know, laconic Kiwi guy. Doesn't mince his words, you know, like I've been in his company on the driving range once and uh, I've told the story how he went up and spoke to all the Kiwis, mate, checked in with them all, gave him a bit of a, t- a tweak on the on the range if they weren't playing that well. It was great to see him. But um, we wish yep. him all the best in his health and recovering and, and playing. Aaron Wilkin, great golfer. So all these yeah, Australian names that, you know, to us, uh, now becoming household names because 
you know, we spent a bit of time talking about them. I'm going to see them next week at the Oz Open on the range. Um, they're all being super friendly to, towards me. I'm nothing to them in terms of, you know, I'm going to stand there on a range with a full swing kit launch monitor and, and give any of the guys any numbers that want some data that they don't have their own trackmans or, or other products. They can come and see me and get access to the full swing kit as used by Tiger Woods, um, as used by the TGL, delayed TGL. Um, so they can come and see me, but they're all super nice guys. They're just they're just out there playing golf. They're just golfers like you and I, but they just do it a bit better, fair bit better than us. Just Louis. a bit better. Yep. <laughs> Louis Double R, another great Scottish Australian. Um, fantastic. You, you one, one last one last name for me, Roscoe, is uh, Kazuma Kabori. So we, we saw him, he unfortunately uh, didn't play well in that final round on Sunday um, and fell back a couple of places. But you, we might remember he played in the uh, the US Amateur, I think it was in the semi or, or like he, he made it through quite a, quite a way in the US Am. So um, he's one to keep an eye on, I reckon, the young Kiwi. Oh, he's uh, out and out gun, uh, performed really well at the uh Asia Pacific Championships down at Royal Melbourne the other week. Yep. Uh, Solly and I followed him around for a little bit. I think we got a little bit of vision of him playing. Uh, and I saw it last week play out. You know, he didn't have the length of a Mikkel Uzi um, mm. and had to lay up on a couple of the parts, not lay up, but play short of some trouble off the tee. Um, but when Solly and I were following him around, uh, as a name drop, sorry, um, mm. His, his teammates when they were doing the practice round were just giving it to him about his short distance. So he doesn't hit it that far, but he's just absolute laser-like with his iron play and his short game and his putting. But he's a name, absolute name for the future. Um, obviously turned pro straight after that amateur championships and is now playing yep. um, in Australia. So it's keep looking and get out and see Kazuma Kabori, Momoko Kabori's um, uh, brother. Very good. Well, come on, Roscoe. You, yeah. you, you, you mentioned you mentioned TGL, so uh, you mentioned a little bit of Tiger. So, but T, TGL, let's just cover that off really quickly. So, uh, the TGL league is postponed until twenty twenty five. So, they've made a call. They had a bit of an uh, incident there with the construction and the the um, the dome that was hanging over it deflated, and um, apparently not a lot of damage to the technology or the equipment, but um, pushing it back a full year. For, uh, for some pretty good reasons. I mean, they're not going to, yeah, they're trying to squeeze it into the rest of the sporting calendar in the US. So um, any delay was going to put some pressure on that. So they've just pulled the pin and pushed it back a full year. It's, um, it's insane. It's a couple insane of people th- dropped out. Yeah, it's insane to think about uh, that, you know, we, we were talking about it last week and talking it up and did we moz it? We might have mozzed it a little bit, mate. I'm sorry if, if we give it an official M-Log moz. Oh, but, um, geez. I don't know. Did t- we do that? I didn't t- think we had that in us, Roscoe. I thought t- we could just talk freely. <laughs> um, well, you know, I mean, I'm superstitious. I like anything that we've talked about <laughs> to have some impact and usually positive. Um, but, yeah, to have it put back a year. Mm. Yeah. Sounds a bit. Sounds I think it's just scheduling. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure there was some construction stuff that they was going to set them back and, and all of that. But, um, yeah, they've only got a, a small window to kind of get it done in. And if that uh, window closes even further, well, then um, yeah, it was going to really bring it down and, you know, reduce it even further. So, um, what, yeah. What what are they going to do with the TW Dome? Are they going to rebuild it and just let, it, let the technology sit there and they can turn it into a golf park and let people go and play full swing golf? You know, TGL style golf for, for you know twenty bucks, thirty bucks a round yeah. or something. It's a good um, idea. 
Yeah, they've got to speak get, to your full swing guys. Find out, Roscoe. Get well, the inside word. They've got to get that big dome covered up. The, the, the Tiger Woods dome. I don't know if you know if it's got a name, but anyone calling it the Tiger Woods dome. Um, yeah, no, it was sad to see that. Um, no one likes to see anything bad happen, and uh, we were looking forward to seeing how it was going to eventuate. How it went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what but, else? Well, mate, Tiger's back. I've got the Frank hat on. You do. He's back on. He's back on the course this weekend in his hit and giggle hero challenge. Um, so, mate, I'm excited. Watch the watch T Dub on the on the big screen again. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, you and the rest of the uh, the golfing uh, eyeballs are going to be watching uh, Tiger Woods. It's, it's his own tournament. This is the one that he hosts and puts on. Is that right? Yep, that's right. It's got one of the other classic uh, trophies in golf. You know, you've got the claret jug, you've got the Masters little replica of the uh, clubhouse, great trophy in golf. You've got a couple of big cups. You know, they're playing for the Joe Kirkwood Cup up there at Royal Queensland. And then you've got yep. the um, the porcelain tiger of the uh, yeah. Hero Challenge. Who wouldn't want that on the shelf? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's right up there with Daniel Gale's, you know, crocodile jaws. Yeah. Well, mate, I mean, personally, I think it's the only thing that drives Jason Day to go and play that event and not come back here and play the Aussie events. It's just to get his try and get his hands on that trophy. He wants that trophy, mate. If you can't be Tiger, you want a trophy that is a Tiger on your trophy yeah. cabinet um, alongside, yeah. you know, his PGA and his other um, major championships. So I can see why uh, Jason Day would quite easily forego coming back to the great country of Australia, as some of his counterparts mm. do. Um, Jason, come back. Keep playing good golf. Um, your swing's looking great. Bring the kids, put them on the jet, file them over. Yeah. Golf Australia will put you up at some fantastic place. We'll get a full swing simulator in there. He's a full swing ambassador. We'll make it happen. You know, it, it can all happen. It can all happen. Just come back and play. People want to see you. Um, very good. That'd be good. Uh, mate, obviously um, the two the two boys, the bros, didn't really care too much about the trophy. Um, so they're out, Cantlay and Xander. So they pulled out of uh, Tiger's tournament. Do you reckon there's anything in that, Roscoe? Why do you reckon they pulled out? Surely. Surely they're not defecting. I don't know. Don't know. Didn't Patrick just join the players' board in, in or he was already on the players' board or he got elevated? Yeah, what? he's already on there. So Jordan came out today. Jordan replaced Rory in that yes. player-director role. But uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty uh, pretty interesting timing. Short notice, all of a sudden out. Didn't see any real explanation for it. Might be nothing in it, Roscoe. Might be nothing in where, it. Where are the spots left? You know, I saw Pat Perez um, when Liv put up their oh, open, open season now open um, transfers. Mm. You know, whatever they call it. They're, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, they had all the blank heads next to you know in the teams well, that didn't have. Contracted players, hey, Pat Perez is back. I mean, R- Roscoe, if if you're re-signing Pat Perez, I can't imagine there's too many others lining up to replace him because he, surely anyone's better than Pat Perez, aren't they? No, he lift, didn't. He lifts the needle in the mullet to, in the mullet brigade. Didn't he? You know, he fit right in in Australia at the moment. <laughs> well, that's, he? that's why uh, half of our. <laughs> sorry, no, I can't. No, I can't say that. I won't say that. Um, yeah, there's there's I don't know how many spots are still on teams. You know the the. the the cliques are the cliques locked in yet? Is Blandy and Kaima? Well, Bla- Blandy, oh my God, did you see Blandy's video? That was that was like enthralling. Did I, did I see Unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. My I, goodness. I, I saw it, had a 10-minute snooze, woke back up and Blandy was still talking. 
I think a lot of people said, me included, uh, on on Twitter X, but like, geez, I hope he's okay. It looks like he's being held captive. <laughs> he, quali- he qualified. Him, him and Martin. Him and Martin are playing. Um, so who who was that? I can't even remember who the. So there's GMAC is out, or yep. Does he, does yep. he have to go back into lift promotions, or he just is out of contract and he's now negotiating? His people are talking to other people, he's trying to get that Matt Wolf spot or something like that, or is he out? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know exactly Roscoe, but didn't – like he wasn't a captain, so he wasn't guaranteed. So, like, I think he just lost his spot, didn't he? He was in the, the relegation zone or the, the whatever they call it zone. Um, which, you know, I don't mind this whole – this piece around living like, uh, in and out and, and contracts and whatnot, but there's a few missing pieces. But, um, but yeah, I think it was him and Burmeister that were uh, in that team and uh. – now, Burmester's in this, uh, the South African team with. They're, they're locked. Oh, they're yeah. Charles and um, Charles Schwartzel, Burmester, um, oh, Jeepers, Weepers, uh, short, chunky, nuggety guy, angry man. Louis, Louis. Louis. Louis and the short, chunky, angry man that I'm trying to think of his name. Um, <laughs> oh, great player, great golfer. Um, oh, sorry, I'm terrible with the short. Very, very forgettable, though. Uh, um, no, he's, no, he's a sensational golfer. Oh, it'll come to me in 10 minutes. Uh, no, he's locked in. Burmester's locked in. Who was the other player on the cliques? It was GMAC and very forgettable. Um, so there's a, there's a few few players up for up for grabs. And, of course, the ones that got dropped go into this live promotions um, system. The yep. top 10 or so in the Asian tour finishes go up into this live promotions event and they're playing for three spots because Andy Ogletree got an automatic promotion into a live spot, so I don't know where he'll end up. Um, so yep. they're, they're playing for like three spots. So these live promotion team people can, you know, come back down and re-qualify. Um, you know, I guess Jed Morgan's probably going to be in that spot. Matt uh, Jones is out of mm-hmm. the um, the Rippers yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so, so the, what, where's Matt Jones going to go and play if he if he doesn't qualify? Like, where's he going to go and play next year? Asian Tour, plenty of money. You'll play plenty of money. Play the international series events, and you know, try and um, get back in to live that way. I think Wade mm. Wade qualified for live promotions. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, anyway, Wade's playing at the yep. SPGA. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's look to your point that you made before. They're trying something different. This whole promotion, you know, draft system type thing, it's not perfect, yep. but they're trying something different. Live still live, you know. It's still going to be the product that some people are going to love more so than PGA Tour. Some people from the PGA Tour aren't going to pay any attention to live. There's going to be the mm. ebb and flowers and the people who just want to play a bit of golf and like watch a bit of golf a little bit like me. Um, it's still going to go on. They've still got to get their shit sorted. But uh, anyway. That's enough about that. Uh, anything else? Uh, but, I mean, this is the thing, Roscoe. Like, so I'm on their website and having a look. I'm trying to see the teams. Like, you think if I go to their team section, it's going to show me who is in the team and on the roster and who and, and where the gaps are. But, no, it's still all of last year's teams. Um, so, you, you know, that's just a bit average. But then I, I was able to find the lineup. So we've got a couple of gaps in the clique. So Keimer and Bland are in. The cliques, but there's two spots there. The Ironheads are missing one. High Flyers are missing one. Mickelson, Tringali, Steel, there's a spot open there. Yeah. The the Rippers, like with Smith and Leash, they're the only two in the team. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know who we're going to end up with in the Aussie team. Hopefully Aussies. Don't know. 
I honestly don't don't know, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Beautiful. I was going to say that the DP World Tour uh, website isn't up to date, but it is. I was obviously on the wrong button. Uh, the teeing off at six a.m. They they probably probably start teeing off at five a.m. up there in Queensland. It gets light so early. Yeah. Um, Jack six a.m. tee off. Six a.m. tee off. Six a.m. our time. Uh, yeah. Good question. No, it has to, yeah, be, has to be six a.m. Que- Queensland time. Don't know. Um, Don't know. Of course, we go. if you're listening from another part of Australia, they've got daylight saving. Um, we've got daylight saving in uh, the southern states. Uh, Queensland don't have daylight saving. So they are in the same time zone, but they are an hour behind because they choose not to adopt daylight saving. Um, legend has it that uh, because the curtains fade and the cows still don't know when to <laughs> come in and get fade. milk <laughs> because if they change, if they turn the clocks Those back, bloody the, cows. the cows don't know when to come in and get milk and the curtains will have an hour <laughs> extra sunlight and they'll fade. Crazy stuff happens in there in Queensland. Um, oh, hopefully the, the hopefully we get a bit of crazy uh, golf up there with the uh, Oz PGA at uh, Royal Queensland. Um, Daniel Gales off at six twenty with Gunnar Weeby and uh, my cousin Nick Nick Flanagan from Newcastle. Oh, cousin you Nick. Know, do you know how many times I used to get asked? Are you any relation to when people knew I was from the Hunter Valley and Nick Flanagan's the a great Nova Castrian up there with um, uh, the other couple of other? <laughs> yeah. I'm having mental blanks with the names. Yeah. Um, the young fella from um, uh, Newcastle that's now started commentating on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour does a fantastic job. Um, dark hair has the mo. What, Ewan Porter? No, not Ewan. No. Um, Youngfeld, excellent golfer. Funny golf swing, still plays really well, but is doing some commentary. Fantastic. Um, oh, jeepers, everyone's yelling at me. I can hear everyone yelling at me going, Ross, you <laughs> idiot. It's <laughs> Go ahead, add, add, him in, add him in the DMs, everyone. It's Let the, him have it. It's, Who oh, is it? man, I'm, I'm, it must be getting old. Um, definitely getting old. Uh, yeah, do you know how many times people have asked me, are you related to Nick Flanagan? No, I'm not. He spells his name totally different to me, um, but great young golfer from the, the Hunter Valley. Uh, anyway, very good. Very good. Very good. I think we've oh, pretty much. Is that it? Oh, t- hang on. We're not, Tiger's back. Tiger, you know, we talked about Tiger and we talked Tiger's about back. the importance of uh, getting that Tiger trophy um, alongside, you know, you know your tartan jacket. I just thought jacket. it was worth mentioning again, mate. That's all. I'm I know you're excited, excited to watch you've, Tiger. You've got your hat on. You're, you're a big Tiger fan, aren't you? You really are a big Tiger fan. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Tiger fan. Did, I don't, I don't. Did you ever see him? Did he ever come into Nike HQ when you were there and, you know, go up there with Mr. Knight? He was very close to Mr. Knight. Um, did he? Did you ever see him up there in Beaverton? No, I ne- never saw him in person at uh, on campus. Um, I never saw him in person playing here and chasing him around um, uh, Kingston Heath. Um, but, yeah, no, never, never had the chance to see him in person um, at a Nike event in 18 years. It's a bit sad. He spent was, a lot of time in the Tiger Woods Conference Centre. Uh, so, so it was named the Tiger Woods Conference Centre. Yeah, so the big conference centre on, on campus there at World Headquarters um, is, uh, yeah, just big presentation rooms and big Stanford theatre. Um, and, I mean, the place is just decked out with, like, Tiger memorabilia wall-to-wall. Um, and it, 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 it's a golf nut, Tiger nut um, little piece of uh, heaven. So I spent a lot of time in there just, I mean, we a lot of time in there doing presentations and meetings and all that kind of stuff, but also just just hanging out. And we were there, we were on campus there a couple of weeks ago and I took the guys through and, um, and and you know, had to have a walk through and have a look at all the memorabilia. There's some amazing stuff in the cabinets there, like from his amateur days and, um, you know, old bags and photos and and letters that he got, you know, sent by certain people in, in higher up in, you know, golf 
um, organisations in America and, um, yeah, very, very, very cool uh, building in my mind. Uh, it's still one of the great books that I've ever read. I, I was never much of a reader. I didn't uh, develop a skill for reading uh, due to poor concentration, maybe poor literacy, I don't know. But um, <laughs> but I've become a very good listener of books uh, and I've consumed book after book after book after book in the last, you know, five, ten years. And uh, the Shoe Dog uh, book with um, Phil Knight uh, story uh, is one of the best I've, I've come across. And uh, if you've read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was so uh, close with Tiger Woods. Um, there it is there, there Roscoe. Shoe Dog, so, Phil Knight. Yeah, e- easy read, great read, great yeah. read. Yeah, so if you want to know about uh, Nike and obviously, you know, a very – big part of Scott's uh, life and something that he spent time obviously at the HQ and all different parts of the world, um, go and read uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight and uh, it's a really good read. Or listen to it. Yeah, it's it's also quite good. Um, do, do you get greeted? You know, do people, you still got friends up there at um, Beaverton HQ uh, campus? Uh yeah, mate, it was actually really nice to to go back and see a bunch of people and run into people on campus and, um, uh, you know, just see them kind of uh, randomly but had some great meetings with people there as well. But, yeah, some very dear friends at the Swoosh. I mean, you, you spend 18 years in one workplace and, you know, it's a kind of workplace where um, it's a, it is a real kind of team environment and, some people might laugh and scoff at that, but um, but I I believed it and and I lived it and and, um, and embraced it and you develop you know strong friendships. There's a lot of like-minded people working at the same place that love sport and love you know what sport means to the world and and the power of sport and everyone believes in that and um, well most people <laughs> I'm sure there's people that don't but uh, but yeah you, you develop some great friendships over the years and you know we go into a wedding on. On Saturday, with um, a whole bunch of ex Nike um, colleagues and friends, so it's going to be super fun over in Adelaide, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that and and catching up with some old crew. Ah, very good, very good, Scott. Very good, um, very good, mate. Very good. Thanks for uh, letting us uh, talk to you uh, for all of that time there. Hopefully, we've got you um, wrapped up in bed at a, at a certain suitable hour. Uh, Mike Brown, great to have him uh, joining us, fresh off the back of his win in one of the biggest events in the golfing calendar and um, always great to catch up with Mike. He's such a passionate guy. Love him. And uh, I love all of you people that choose to listen in every week and all the messages and all the shares and all of the great things that you do for us as we keep turning up week in, week out and doing what we do. We have to uh, strategize on how we do next week. I think uh, I've got Wi-Fi, suitable enough Wi-Fi to maybe catch up uh, while I'm in Sydney, but I will be on the ground at the Oz Open from Monday through to Saturday and uh, looking forward to um, to that. And, uh, Amazing. See if we can get some pictures and some videos or whatever it is we can get. But, uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll be up there on the ground. Looking forward to it. Enjoy, Roscoe. Uh, well, until then, uh, we tune in next week uh, from the Oz Open uh, live in Sydney. Um, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in and um, enjoy the week in golf. Golf.